Welcome to the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon delivered by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, taken from the in-depth study of the book of 1 Samuel. This sermon was part of our background study in the Old Testament in a series on heavenly authority. It is so important to understand how God works in this area and how he appoints and anoints individuals to positions of authority, as well as the pitfalls for those called to leadership. In the current sermon, Pastor Greg left off last time in chapter 23 with King Saul pursuing David. Now let's go right back into the Sunday message. In verses 24 to 26, Saul has David and his men on the run, and they encircle them. And just as they're about to come against David's men, they have them trapped after David has been betrayed by the Ziphites. Just then you read in verse 27, but a messenger came to Saul saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Therefore Saul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines. So they call that place the Rock of Escape. David escaped. Then David went up from there and dwelt in the strongholds at Engedi. God has delivered him. He tells him when to run. Even when he can't run, he sends messengers. He even uses the Philistines to keep Saul from capturing David. He goes to Engedi. Engedi was an oasis on the barren western shore of the Dead Sea. So he goes to the east now. Uh, the land of Engedi is a mountainous land on the west shore of the Dead Sea, about 35 miles southeast of Jerusalem, going to the east towards the Dead Sea. It was on the eastern edge of a rugged wilderness of Judah, uh, which would contain many hideouts for David and his men. And we read in verse 1 of chapter 24, Now it happened, when Saul had returned from following the Philistines, that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men, good soldiers, from all Israel, and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. Certainly Saul is acting like a wild goat here. Verse 3, So he came to the sheepfolds by the road, where there was a cave. And Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. To attend to his needs, the NIV says, to relieve himself. So Saul goes in to take care of his personal needs. And who just happens to be hiding in that particular cave back in the recesses, but David and all his men? Now, is that coincidence? What is the probability of that happening? Obviously, God has led Saul directly into a place that David could slay him and the rest of his troops would be in disarray because the king is dead. Jonathan would become king then, 
if not David, and Jonathan, everyone knows, is a friend of David. So here is an opportunity. This is not a coincidence. You know, I've seen over the last, in recent years, the last few years, so many different things that you can say, boy, that's a coincidence. This is a coincidence. So many times that I have to conclude that they're not coincidences at all, but rather it's the almighty working of God's hand, that he leads people to certain situations, he brings people into your path. When you need to know something, all of a sudden he'll give you a revelation. When you least expect that you'll meet someone that'll tell you something that makes things clear, that's not a coincidence. That's the mighty working of God's hand. Here, Saul is delivered over into the hand of David. And let's see what David does. Verse 4, Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. This is the day you've been waiting for, the men are telling him. This is the day that you can kill Saul. And is it not the will of God for Saul to be handed over to you? David knew it was God's will to be delivered from his enemies. Remember as he's fleeing from the Ziphites? There's a, a very powerful psalm, a short psalm, and I'll read it very quickly. It's Psalm 54 that was written at the time, at the time of the rock of escape, at the time when God delivered him from the hand of Saul when they had encircled him on the mountains. Psalm 54 says, To the chief musicians with stringed instruments, a contemplation of David, when the Ziphites went and said to Saul, is David not hiding with us? When they betray David. And this is what David sings. It's only seven verses. He sings, save me, O God, by your name. And vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. They're not thinking about what God wants. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. So he knows it's God's will that his enemies who are seeking him be cut off. He says in verse 6, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good for he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. You can imagine the relief that David had when the message comes to Saul, and all of a sudden they see all Saul's armies just disappearing. Now with the men that have come out against him in chapter 24, as they're hiding from these 3,000 men, Saul comes into this cave. They can kill him. The men say to him, David's men tell him, Behold, isn't this what the Lord told you? That he would deliver your enemy into your hand. Just like it says in Psalm 54. This is God's will. So David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Obviously, when he goes to take care of his personal needs, he takes off his outer robe and he puts it down in the cave. And David is able to sneak over and cut off a corner of it. 
without Saul noticing him. Verse 5, look at the heart of David. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. It bothers him. Saul is looking to kill him, and it bothers David that he's even cut the corner of his robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed. This is verse 6. To stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. He calls Saul his master. He still sees Saul as the Lord's anointed. He sees him back in the days when Saul was doing great works for God, that that anointing is still on Saul some way, and far be it from him to do any damage to God's anointed. Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Unlike Saul, David respects the anointing of God because David respects God. Saul is so wrong about David. Saul thinks that David wants to take the kingdom from him. David is Saul's biggest supporter. And he feels bad even for just cutting the corner of the robe. The great respect that David has for God's anointing, for the authority that God gives, for God's servants, even when the servants are not worth it. Obviously, Saul is not worth this respect, but for the sake of the Lord, for the sake of the positions which God establishes, for the sake of the anointing by the Holy Spirit, David shows the proper respect. And verse 7, so David restrained his servants with these words. He keeps his men from killing Saul and did not allow them to rise up against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Saul doesn't even know this is all going on. But that's not enough. David then puts himself in jeopardy. Verse 8. David also arose afterward, went out of the cave, and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. He still shows him respect. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who say, indeed, David seeks your harm? And listen to the words that he says here, the heartfelt words of David in defense of himself. Verse 10, look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave. And someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spared you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is Yahweh's anointed. He is the Lord's anointed. So even though Saul is a murderous, despicable character at this point, David still treats him with respect. He's the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, and there is a father-son relationship, almost an adopted father-son relationship between Saul and David. Remember, Saul looked upon David when he soothed him from the evil spirit, and he loved him like a son. But because he rebels against God, he gets crazier and crazier, and he hates everything of God because the demons are upon him, and David's of God, so he hates David. David says, Moreover, my father, see, 
Yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you. There's proof. If he's got the corner of the robe, then Saul was as good as dead because he's in there all alone with David and 600 men or however men were in that cave with David. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand and I have not sinned against you, yet you hunt my life to take it. It's proof. It's undeniable logic. I could have killed you, I haven't done it. We'll have to break from the sermon at this point. We believe these Bible study programs are of great value, as the scriptures tell us that the Lord's people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And so we would love to hear your comments and feedback. You can write to us at our post office box in Branford, Connecticut. That's Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if the Lord puts it on your heart, please consider sending a donation to help continue this program on your station. All donations should be made out to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in Madison, Connecticut, in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building adjacent to the green, across from the James Madison Memorial. May our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him, and please remember to join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub. <laughs>